Welcome to the Crazy Dre podcast show from the Midwest of Michigan of the United States of America. This is your boy, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre. And thank you for tuning in to the podcast. This is a podcast by the point of view of a person who is born with a disability that believes or wants to be heard. So today's podcast show or episode, I'm going to have to go with uh, with a mass school shooting in Texas. And this town that it happened was at Yovanda, Texas, 85 miles away from San Antonio. The school is Rob with two R's, I mean two B's, R-O-B-B Elementary School. And the young man who who did the massacre or the terrorist attack, called more like a terrorist attack, is a Salvador Ramos. Ramos. And an 18-year-old man or a child, and how you ever want to look at it, and the subject really is about the subject in the media and around the United States and maybe around the world is what? Gun control. Correct? So we have to have a different... So I got to go in different little angles. I may lose you a little bit, so excuse me. So we have to go with the first part. And the first part is identity crisis. In America, we have identity crisis. Or, or, or what I would say, being accepted by our peers. So, what's happening now is that we have a lot of people who do not identify with being a man or a f- or or a woman, and and now there is is somewhat of a science between person who may identify as a the the sex that he was not born with and and maybe this is happening with the idea that this young person doesn't feel accepted by his own peers and this has nothing to do with gun control this has to deal with the people within his surroundings so his parents his grandparents his friends anybody that he went to school with and graduated or he dropped out or whatever so this person for some reason wanted to dress up like a woman and he has every free right to do so but the true question is why and why does this person or anybody need to feel to do that is it really because one he identifies as a as a woman two does it make him feel comfortable three does he feel like he's not masculating enough to to fill in the the shoes of a man and and a lot of times, I think, kids who get picked on 
So the whole life keeps it in, they keep it inside and keep it in to themselves and no one listens to them and no one takes them seriously and then snap he goes crazy and he goes out of his way to give threats to tell people that he's going to kill his grandmother and he did and then he goes out and tells people I'm going to go to a school and I'm going to kill kids in school and he does that and they're and the type of person that really does that is a person who's lacking attention within within his, within his own peers, family members. Correct. So I feel as a person who is disabled, and I know that when I was growing up, people didn't pay attention to me one bit. They felt sorry for me. They kind of in some nice way, shunned me to the side and said, oh, Andre, you're here. Nice, great. Not great, but okay. So I'll tell you a story. So when I was younger, in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, we had our school, elementary, uh, middle school play. And my parents tried to keep me involved in school and I would sell tickets to the play to the parents and other family members and so on and so forth. Along the way, doing that play, I would dress up as the kind of like the director, kind of like the producer or like the writer of the show or the of the movie. After the play was done, there would be a party with on all the students who were participated in the play can tell you this when i would go to those parties after the after the play all the other students didn't want me around them they thought i was less value of them they thought that i wasn't cool enough you know who wants to hang out with a cripple kid the cripple people are not cool and on so on and so forth and so people are right now who are listening and say what well, well, what does that have to do? What does that have to do with a guy who shot up a school, shot 14 kids and two students and his grandma? Where's the connection? Well, the connection is this. He didn't feel included. Instead of expressing his ideas and thoughts and other things in his life, positive things in life, he manifested all the negative things in his life. He made things a lot worse than what they were. And what I would do, what I did, is that I simply understood that those kids were not my friends. And I never really tried to be their friends ever again after that play. I knew that they would BS me around. They would pensionize me. They would go out of their way to to point out to me, that the girl that I like doesn't like me. Or if a girl did like me, they would point that out to everyone that that girl likes the crippled kid. And by saying that, she would feel shame of it and then she would disconnect with me. And then left me in, in left field. So there is a somewhat identity crisis with this person 
Mr. Salvador Ramos. And there is also an identity crisis in my life. So I'm not that big. I have some form of cerebral palsy or stroke. I pronounce words incorrectly all the time. I am not tall. I walk like a half penguin, half man. And I kind of still get mocked for it. And I still get people making uh, passive judgment while I'm at work. They don't take me seriously, even though I'm working on with a computer and software and helping patients order food. That's what I do. But still, there's no sense of taking me seriously. There's no sense of giving me a real promotion and <clears throat> so on and so forth. But <clears throat> but let's go. <clears throat> All right, let's go back to let's go back to where I'm going with this. So this person has probably felt like this for 18 years or 15 years or whenever he figured out that he was a little different than all his students of other other classmates and he was mocked and he's teased and this is what I would tell people someday when you leave high school and you leave college and you leave your first two or three jobs no one cares you only should care about what you do with your life with your own personal energy he created a negative energy. His energy was always negative. He was always ashamed of who he was as a cross-dresser or a transgender or a homosexual. I can't tell you what he was, so I cannot speak for in that in that sense. But he was ashamed of what he was or what he became. But what he should have done is focus on positive energy my positive energy is what through music through communication with people and somewhat helping other people that's why i work in the hospital field so i help patients order food that cannot do it for themselves or need extra assistance so i change that energy from negative people around me to the more positive energy around other people who need the extra help. So in some ways, instead of, st in some ways, I didn't stick to the negative energy. I kind of felt bad for people who were less fortunate than I was. I could feel sympathy for people who are not able bodies who are not able to do what they used to do so if someone got into an accident came to the rehab center that i work in i could feel their pain i could feel what they're going through in some ways i can't tell you that i was like you know what you know what i get it i totally understand what it's like to be uh uh, unable to use legs? No. No, I, I don't know what it's like to get into an accident. I don't know what it's like to be uh, into a wheelchair and you can't use your legs no more. But I have a sense of sympathy for people 
who are not able to do what they used to do. So, and I do think that we focus way too much on the cool things in life. I used to do the same thing. I used to focus on what makes someone look cool. Okay? So, maybe he thought it was cool to be a cross-dresser or the way he identifies and he pushed his efforts on other people that weren't comfortable with his lifestyle or his life choices. And I would tell that person, like Salvador Ramos, Ramos, I can't even pronounce that right. That's a good example of my speech impairment. So what he should have done is gone to a community where men and women are cross-dressers or men and women who are maybe not straight. And and that would be my solution for people like that. Because I know that people are not perfect. I know that the human brain, the human body, isn't built the same like everyone else is. Yes, 95% of us are heterosexuals. But not all... But not all 95% of us are tall. Now, not all 95% of us are white or black or brown or Asian. We're all different. That's what makes us different. But we had, what he should have done, in my eyes, is, is gone to the community where they accept him for, he, where, for, he, for who he was. And that's something that, you know, people really don't get it. You know, if you don't like the community that you live in, you can always leave. And you can always come back. You can always come back. Someday you can come back and em- embrace the differences that that the city taught you or the little town that you grew up in. There's always a possibility of a new beginning. And... And this gun control stuff, that's the other half of the, I mean, that's the other part of the the subject. You can, we should really make it difficult for people to carry weapons. Now, a lot, the problem that we have is this. People say the Second Amendment, free to bear guns. The First Amendment is what? Freedom of speech. And if the reason why we have a, the amendment of free of Americans allowed to have guns of choice is because it will protect us against the government. And that is true. There is an element of truth behind it that we don't ever want the government get too big or government that is overrunning the people for, for whatever reason. That was put in place during the constitution during the declaration of independence during the independence of the united states of america away from the away from the british empire that was part of the reason the of the free gun choice and that's over 
That's over 200 years. And people say, well, we don't have to worry about that anymore because, you know why? Because we're not fighting against the British. And we're not fighting against the Russians. But you know what? You know, sometimes, sometimes certain people should have weapons and certain people should not. The people who do have weapons or guns, I, I, don't, I don't want to call them guns, I don't want to call them weapons because the way that you look at it is a different perspective. So if you say weapons, you, you're assuming that they're using it for a dangerous element of their life. If you say guns, I believe, I believe you're using it in terms of, of a recreational interest and, and for hunting and fishing and, and a little bit of protection against anything that may be in danger in your community or your household. So I'm going to stop using weapons. And I'm going to start using gun, the word guns or self-defense. So, but I do think that there are much, much more, m many more people that have guns who are re really responsible. I know my brothers, I know my brothers and my dad and my friends have guns that go hunting. Well, some of them used to, and most of them still go hunting. And they enjoy the they enjoy the the time that they're out shooting and going going hunting and and it, and it brings enjoyment to their to their senses. But I do think that the any state government should be responsible to at least look at any bill that could pass that the person who's trying to purchase a gun should have a full background check on on them so anything that they wrote down in school anything that they text anything that they put on twitter on facebook anything and and if they and, and and if they had any indication of using any type of weapon to harm any type of person or animal or themselves they should be not allowed to have guns and the f the problem with that though is that if you take a kid who's 18 years old or a 15-year-old who's overly emotional about something, he's going to say or she's going to say something that she or he may regret. And by passing, by passing more gun laws doesn't always mean that the person who has a clean record isn't going to make a bad decision in 15, 20 years from now. It really doesn't. But they could easily make it difficult for people to to have a gun or purchase a gun. And I know there's a couple of legislations, a couple of senators out there that says that owning a gun for people who are 
The only people that can purchase a gun. The only person that can purchase a gun are people who are 21 years old. And I don't think that's right, because you know why? Because we sent our soldiers who are 18 years old to go to go to war. And sometimes, like, having a gun is being passed on from generation to generation. And you can't tell America people, the American people, what they can do. But you can make it difficult for people to carry guns who are not responsible. For example, this is good. This be a good example. If you have someone who's never had a gun, and he or she has a family member that or family that has never owned a gun, and he wants to buy a gun, and he's 18 years old, I would question that. Because if his family are a bunch of folks who don't ever go hunting, don't ever go fishing, don't ever do anything in that field, and that they've never had any type of, of violence in their family with a physical gun, then I would question their oldest, their youngest, or the middle kid, like, your whole family doesn't have a gun. That'd be a red flag. If someone in the family is the only person in the family that has a gun, and this kid, who's a young kid, says, well, I want a gun. Yeah, I would question that. Like, why, why do you want a gun? I don't know. I want to be cool. I want to be cool like my friends. Guns are cool. Okay. But... Have you ever held a gun? Have you ever... I mean, just stuff like that. I mean, that should be a red flag in itself. If someone in a family member wants a gun and the rest of their family doesn't have a gun in their possession, that should be a red flag. And and to have more restricted laws for younger people having guns might help out in cities of Chicago or Detroit or Dallas. But that could be totally wrong, too. Because I could be totally wrong about that. Because that's just assuming or assumptions that people in the, in the inner city are carrying illegal guns or are carrying legal guns that are too young. Maybe that's not true. I don't know. I don't know the statistics behind that. But having more gun laws might be a good idea. Telling the American people who can carry guns, who can't, it's a bad idea. Understanding people's psychology is a great idea. Understanding or educating people that... There are different elements, different stages of, of, of your life that changes. You're, you're born as an infant. You grew up as a toddler. You, you grew up as a 
preteen. You grow up as a teenager. You get in your 20s and your 30s and then so on and so forth. And that's something that we don't really like talk about. How to how to talk to people. How to allow people to understand that, you know what, it's okay to not be that important. It's okay to not be the cool kid. It's cool to be, to, it might be cool to be a nerd. I don't know, I'm not really a nerd, I like sports. I don't like comic books, I like sports and music. I listen to a lot of stuff, like sometimes I listen to heavy metal, like Metallica, and other times I can listen to Oasis. And other times I can listen to the 50s, like Elvis Presley's and James Brown's and Chuck Berry's, that type of music. And I embrace my my true identity. I embrace the fact that I don't have to be a certain thing. Like I don't have to be only listening to Latino music or Latin American music because I'm Colombian American. I don't have to listen to to country music because I grew up with a bunch of country folks. I don't have to listen to just Metallica and Guns N' Roses because the Guns N' Roses is my favorite band out there. I don't have to do that. I can embrace myself differently in different ways. I want people, young people and old people and people who are confused about their life to listen to this part. I want you to know that you don't have to live in a certain plateau. You don't have to be just one thing. You having a different sexuality should not define you as a whole person. You trying to be a super hetero or a super homosexual or a super transgender or a super, uh, what's the word, um, asexual, is not, doesn't really exist. So this, so people identifying only through their sexuality is not important. It should never be that important. Your your sexual lifestyle does should not define you as a whole person. It should never. Just like my whole identity should not be identified with just being in a disabled man. Yes, I'm disabled. Yes, I cr- I wobble back and forth a little bit. Yes, I can't use my left hand. But not everything has to be about my disability. I do not go running around and tell people, look at me, I'm disabled. I want everything to be special because I'm disabled. That's not the case. That should never be the case. You should never ever just be one dimensional. You're a three dimensional person, three dimensional object. If I'm correct, I don't know enough about science. That could be totally incorrect. Scientists could be listening to this like, well, you know, you're wrong. But the last time I heard, 
I am a three-dimensional person. And so should you. And by shooting people and kids and teachers because they don't want to listen to you or they don't want to respect you is a childish thing to do. And <clears throat> I think... I think I think the media should do a couple of things. One, they should stop televising the the scene, the horror the horror scene of crying mothers and fathers and and bodies that are being taken out of the schools and churches because you know why because that person out there who wants to do the same thing in a month or two years or six months when they see that there are they have this strange obsession of of not guilt but pleasure because they're like well look i see all those people suffering because their kids are dead and the mothers are crying and their fathers are weeping. People like like Salvador, they feed off that. They feed off that like a like it's a dessert. And and that's something that the media really should stop doing. And it's kind of like the same way with having streakers in the seventies and the in the 80s that would that would participate running in, onto the tennis court and the women would come out completely naked and then the television would be on those naked women and that would give other women with relatively great looking bodies if if you like that a motivation to do the same thing they'd be a daredevil thing i dare you to run on wimberland take all your clothes off and everyone's going to sit you butt naked and when they stop televising that and it happened with baseball too and other sports like football when they stopped televising that it became less and less thing on tv because they figured out like well i'm not just going to do this for the thirty thousand people in the stands i wanted my face my body to be everywhere on tv and that's kind of what's happening to all these mass shootings that even though half of them kill themselves or get arrested in their head they're glorified by the fact that look Look what I did. Not only did I do this destructive stuff, people are going to remember me. And that's something that the media does a horrible thing about. Yes, they yes, they talk about some of the students and the teachers all the way from Columbine, Colorado to to this Rob Rob yeah, Rob elementary school yes they talk about the students that died for what for a certain period of course 
But everyone's going to remember who the two shooters were at Columbine. And who's going to be the... And they're always going to remember this kid, Salvador Ramos. And it's important for the media, like USA, uh, CNN, Fox News, anything that's on TV, anything on the Internet. I mean, you you got to do a better job of of focusing on the on the people that lost their lives and the people that who helped save lives and and you know maybe a I don't know what kind of punishment this this person should have got if he survived I don't know if it's like you know you sent him to prison for the rest of his life I mean Charles Manson lived up to be like 80 years old and he got more he got more publicity being alive than a dead because of his crazy rants so i i think the media should really look at how they uh televise these massacres but I really do think that if you're listening to this and you're a young person or a middle-aged person who's having uh, problems with their lives or their identity or their confidence, man, everyone has problems. Everyone wants to be better. Everybody would, I mean, back in the 60s and the 70s, everybody wanted to be like Elvis Presley. In the 90s, everyone be like, wanted to be like Mike. Michael Jordan, and today people want to be like LeBron James. But in reality, it doesn't really matter because you're not them. You you can only be yourself. And the only thing I can say is like you just gotta make meet friends that have the same interests that you do, and not take your life so seriously, because life is way too short, especially for kids that that you wanted to take their lives away. It's not it's not those kids' fault that your life isn't where it's supposed to be. <coughs> so hopefully this podcast, this episode, will give you the energy to focus on positive stuff and be more positive and to have a heart and soul for all those people that that can make your life a better place. And m- my condolence goes out to all of those people that passed away today. I mean, yesterday. And uh, hopefully you get something out of it. If you don't, that's fine. Uh, this is a Crazy Dre podcast show. I try to put stuff out there every Wednesday, about six o'clock, six thirty, Easter time, PM. So, come and find me on 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 Spotify, and yeah, just try to find me on Spotify. I still haven't decided where other place I want to. Uh, 
put my podcast. But all right, y'all take care. Peace, love, and uh, see ya.